Welcome to Millennials Talk, your weekly DNM with millennials who are changing the world. One slice of smashed apple on toast at a time. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Millennials Talk. Today we're talking all things PR and I think whether you're really interested in the behind the scenes of it, you're thinking of going into it or you didn't have any interest of it until this moment, I think you're definitely going to enjoy this chat. It's with one of my friends, her name is Taylor and she's one of LA's top PR agents and I'm not just saying that because she's my friend but she is. I've just worked with a lot of dodgy PR people and I know when there's a good one. For example, her biggest client right now is Amazon. So if that doesn't tell you anything, I don't know what else can. Taylor has done PR for quite some time and as a journalist, we work side by side, hand in hand with PR people as much as PR and journalism kind of sometimes have this love-hate relationship. I'm pretty okay with it, but I know there are a lot of people that are not. So we talk about that because we both come from the different sides of the spectrum, which is kind of interesting. I've known Taylor for a few years now, so it's nice to have had a personal and business relationship with her. We talk about a lot of things in this chat, and obviously, like I said, we've got a personal relationship as well. So we did talk about, you know, relationships and childhoods and fake IDs and underage drinking and stuff, you know, because that's, let's be real that's legit that's real life so we talked about how she got into PR and that transition and how she was young for her age and how she fell into it because she had a very very interesting first job I'm not going to spoil it here because you need to listen I didn't even know it but it's very unusual for anyone and added she's a woman so that was really cool and just little things in that job led her into the communication and just knowing her strengths. We also talk about working with celebrities versus brands, what that's like, the behind the scenes, um, the celebrities that are the nicest to work with, which was I thought was very interesting. And of course, we touch on relationships because I love to talk about that stuff. Single girl over here. She's had a long term, long distance relationship with her boyfriend, Patrick. He's a dentist. So it was interesting because PR person, they're on the job 24 seven. There's no off button. Whereas his profession is very different. So how they make the relationship work as well as being long distance. I hope you enjoy this chat. We had a great chat over some wines and I'm sorry if I sounded nasally in it because I had a cold, but at the same time, I found that I was yelling the whole time and the poor thing's like a soft speaker. So I'm sorry about that too, but sit back, enjoy the ride and millennials, are you ready to talk? I think this is like a running theme and thread in editorial and PR. You have to be very OCD, type A, like... You have to get it done. It's a special breed of human. It's definitely... Yes. You are a special breed of human, (laughs) Taylor. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm going to just say that I'm sorry. I sound nasally out of cold. I always sound nasally, so... But... Chronic allergies. Chronic allergies. What are you allergic to? Everything. So when I was little, I took up an allergy test. I think it was like seven. Also, I grew up in a small town outside of Sacramento called Yuba City. Um, all agriculture. My dad is a used to be a former tomato farmer. Like oh that is God, how country so bumpkin cool. I am. Um, my life is like Sweet Home Alabama, like Reese Witherspoon. I never movie. watched it. Oh, you have to. We're going to do that. But it's a cool song. Yeah. <laughs> also Leonard Skinner. But so I went to the allergist and they did the, have you ever had an allergy yes. test on your back? I haven't had it on my back though. I had it on my forearm. Oh, they tested me for everything. And... I my entire it was the worst test I've ever done medically because I was allergic to everything and I couldn't scratch it my entire back was like one hive because all of the little pricks became one I didn't know that I got allergy shots when I was little as well oh my god yeah so So I I I commiserate with the so what what would you say like obviously you're allergic to everything yeah but name some stuff what are the weirdest ones mold pet dander every type of pollen grass um Nothing like food allergy or anything, okay, but good. hay fever, like eyes, runny nose, everything. Wow. I was, when I first got the allergy test, I was told I was um, allergic to dairy. But, you know, now it's a thing. Everyone's, you know, yeah, dairy gluten. intolerant yeah. and gluten intolerant. But they told me that as soon as I hit puberty, I would get over it. But I just... How did they know that? I don't know. But... And I, my mom used to, like, try and force soy milk down my throat. It was disgusting. So I just didn't... I just... 
just continued. I don't think anything really happened. I don't know what was supposed to happen with it, but I just... But why are what, at puberty? That's I so have no idea, but that's what, well, that's what my mom told me that they said. And I was like, <laughs> puberty? Ew! Yeah, yeah gross. gross. Yeah. That's disgusting, you know? See, I... A lot of Asians are lactose intolerant, yeah. so I hated milk. I hated the way it tastes. I still, like, I'm not a big fan of, like, wow. real milk. So I convinced... I was trying to cheat the system and I was like mom I this hurts my stomach I like knew the symptoms I'm like I don't like it it makes me feel bad but I loved ice cream as a kid yeah so So, I was mm. just I couldn't they're like okay you don't have to drink your milk we'll get an alternative and then they're like but you're still eating string cheese and ice cream so we're catching on kid you're (laughs) like not that seven year you're a Scorpio I am how get does a bad that rap? Make- yeah, I feel like you do get a bad rap, but I don't think you're as bad as you are. Like, <laughs> I think people are kind of mean. I'm an anomaly. I defy the Scorpio. Yeah. I do have Scorpio tendencies, but I don't... Okay. Maybe I put it in check. I don't... You know, I'm not super rebellious or dark. I have, I guess, dark tendencies, okay. but I do have a more cheerful demeanor. Yeah, so apparently you're very resourceful. You're brave and a true friend. That's pretty good. Not brave. I'm a true friend. I do, I think, embody the Scorpio of like being a true friend. I have very, I'm not one to, I'm quality over quantity for friends. I Me don't too. need 25 friends type of thing. I, I but used to, but yeah. now I don't. I think it's like a age it's thing. an age thing yeah. for sure. Like in school, my group was like the biggest. Yeah. And it, it like was, validates you if you have a lot of friends. Yeah. I was friends with everyone and yeah. I, I like, I don't regret that. Like I liked being friends, but there's a difference between friends and friendly. Yes. Now I know. Exactly. That is perfect. Friendly. I'm friendly with many people, but my core group of friends where I can just break Bounce. down and you know, all of that is yeah. few and far between. I, I agree. <laughs> yeah. You like being right. I do like facts. I am killer with trivia. I will say. Yes. I do like it. I do have um, that written down somewhere because it's your Instagram yes. bio. Trivia enthusiast, whiskey drinker, Oxford comma user. I do. And do you, how, do you use the Oxford comma as a journalist? No, I just use Anita comma like when Anita needs to put a comma. So I, I was I was tempted to look it up when I saw that. I was like, it is I'm not, I think, in well. APA format. It is, there's contention with it. So is this when you're overcomering, where people think you're overcomering or you're undercomering? You're over. So let's say there's a list, three different things. And then I always put, when you're using the word, right before the word and, I will put a comment. You'll put it. Okay. I understand exactly what you're saying. <laughs> Such a Scorpio right there. Yes. Facts. Facts and I need to be right. Okay. But can I just say something? There was an article that came out and they looked at the star signs versus finances. Mm-hmm. And Scorpio is the master of investment. They knows how to take calculated risks and they are more likely than any other star sign to become millionaires. We'll let you know when that happens personally. It was, <laughs> I'm nowhere near that. And my family and loved ones would disagree that I'm good with finances. But I do risk analysis. It's my brain overworking and overanalyzing. I think A through Z, what could happen? Like, right. Okay. Situational in that sense. The facts. That's why I'm like, I'm never one to make a split decision. I you know wait a lot yeah so taylor and i met a few years ago now it's been a while it has been a while but i How i met we i met through you through ginger. ginger which i feel like everyone on this podcast so far is like we have a mutual friend and it's always the same mutual friend so six degrees of ginger duran yeah it's literally <laughs> that she'll be on the podcast soon so we met through her and then I met you a few times i think before i'd moved and then i moved and you just reached out because of a PR thing and you needed, you know, some help where I work. And you were like, oh my God, that's you. And I was like, oh my God, it is. And you know what? I will never forget because you were one of the nicest people that did anything when I first moved because the first thing you said to me in that email, oh my God, I heard you moved. Send me your address. I'm sending you stuff. And you sent me this whole like goodie package. package. Yeah, it was the nicest thing. I love that. It was so sweet. I was like, my first parcel. Love it. I I love that you call it a a parcel too. It was. So chic. It's like, oh, what did you want to say? I would just say like a package. I think (laughs) parcel sounds worse than package. No. I sound so bogus. Parcel. No. I love it. Okay. Well, I love all the Aussie slang. Keep it coming. Okay. Well, you sent it and it was the nicest thing and whenever I see you we have fun and 
we yes. laugh and always over a drink we kind of do <laughs> it's, but it's always hard to find time because you're so busy, so busy and Our your calendars. life is so like it can be clear one minute and then next minute you have to put work first and that's yes. part of the job yes PR and I am a publicist is great I believe for a it's a great exciting exhilarating never a dull moment job for a very young person especially in Los Angeles um fun fact when I was thinking of PR or even my I guess my first flavor and understanding of what PR was was the hills mm. and the city I was probably in sixth grade or seventh grade wow. and I was like that looks great Lisa Love like it wasn't even PR it was you know she was with editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue and I thought I would like to do that that's interesting but that was also just like the glamorous side of PR yeah and <laughs> and I think that's when you're looking for a, well what you want to do and you're looking at job options you only see the glamour side yeah. initially you you can only ex- see the bad side when you experience it. exactly it's Especially never in school there. too I was a communications major and so you would write papers and all this but you were never really in the trenches of what it is day-to-day of what you're doing until right you're like in it and even when you're an intern it's very different than when you have like clients and responsibility and all that exactly but what was your first job you're like first job ever. first job like mine was <laughs> dog walking then it was KFC god save our souls but yes. so my first job I am a very from a very small rural town 30 minutes outside of Sacramento everyone knows everyone it was my dad's hometown my grandparents so we've been there for generations my dad used to be a tomato farmer and then he got out of the business and he built a car wash wow <laughs> so, so I was cool. the car wash girl then that like was Were you not the only girl uh there was a few others but I was kind of my dad was like we need you can work and now you're 15 so you can get a job and we don't have to like follow all the union rates because your family yeah <laughs> so it was I'm putting food on your table yeah I was cheap labor basically yeah. so I would go and when a car would pull up I would take their order I was almost like a restaurant person I was the go and they're like, I was like hi welcome to the highway host. 99 car wash what can I get you and I would write the different services and everything oh wow so yeah. That's awesome. You know, the first time I experienced a car wash was when I moved here. I rem- I saw it on Instagram. I'm an avid follower of <laughs> all of your vlogs, Instagram. And every time I wash my car, I make sure to mention it. Yes, I love it. Uh, because in Australia, you hand wash your car. That's so chic. It's, it's so like you get a. We're so lazy in, in America. You just get you know your shorts and your old t-shirt, and yeah. it's not like you know the movies where it's like the hot girl in a bikini yeah. like on a hot you're summer's day. You're it. You're just getting yeah. It done. You're just you're trying so hard. It's disgusting. The water's going everywhere. Your hose is just you know. And then there was a period of many years where there was such tight water restrictions because we were in such a big drought. Uh-huh. You couldn't use your hose at all to wash your car you'd be fine oh my so gosh. you'd have to be just uh, filling up buckets of water and then from you, your kitchen sink pretty much and pour it on i think you could no you you could use the hose outside to fill the bucket okay but actually, i don't even like, know if you could because go to town with you could hose. only use the hose i think it was tuesdays and thursdays 4 30 to 6 30 it was something it was two afternoons every week. Wait, did they have people patrolling like they do with parking? I here? don't think so. I don't think it was that. But <laughs> yeah. if a neighbor did see you and they were kind it of dicks, they, they could report you. Oh my goodness. It was a real thing at one point. And I remember when the restrictions got laid off and people were like, oh, like, <laughs> like, ring the alarm. So yes. Like we used to have, I remember as a kid, my grandparents had this water sprinkler. Did you ever have a sprinkler? We did. Like, and we'd like, you know, run around yeah. the front yard in your swimsuits and the water would chase you. It's and like every childhood every, And I summer. love it. But now that's like completely illegal. Oh and ever gosh. again, you can have that. But I love a car wash. Yes. Fun it's fact. stunning. So when you go through a car wash, let's say like the self-serve, yeah. you see the different colored soap. Yes. It's all the same soap, just different food coloring. Yeah, I assume so. But and and I'm would, a stupid I would person. I would like, would you like the triple polish? Because it's, it cleans your car better because there's three different soaps. And, oh. Yeah. See, my car was... I think was that's where I learned how to pitch, you know, PR tactics. It sounds like it. I was trying to... My dad was Upsell. Like, you could get 15 cents if you sell, you know, this... 15 Yes, yeah, it was 15% and that whatever the incremental yeah. thing was, so... That's awesome because yeah. I'm like the sucker that always goes, I'll take the rainbow car wash. Yeah, because you think because it works better. No, I just think it's pretty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and to be fair, the, the cheaper Instagram. one, 
the cheaper one you can't use you can only use cash and i never have cash so i have to up my car wash so i so i can use card and this is in la yeah that so i get like the they're breaking the system because who in la carries cash well they expect you to <laughs> and i don't so yeah when, when am, does pr and stuff come into life because because so you, you've thought about pr around sixth grade now you're probably about nine tenth grade yeah so i was always i loved school i'm i will say i'm like a nerd i love learning i am in every shape and form a nerd well you were a class student I was. I was salutatorian because I'm terrible at calculus. and What's these. salutatorium? So not top of the class. You're like second best. <laughs> so, <laughs> Silver place. So, okay. Yeah. They give you names for that? Yes. We don't even have first place. No, nothing. But it's no. it's ridiculous and it's arbitrary and who no one knows anymore that like I was second. What, it's like prom queen and stuff that's real, right? That is a real thing. Were you prom queen? I was not. Because you're pretty. <laughs> no. <laughs> It was interesting, a dy- an interesting dynamic where the nerds, like, I was, like, an ASB and everything like that, but I was also just, like, known as, like, being nerdy in high school, um, and I was always academically inclined, and my parents, being Asian, wanted me, they're, like, doctor, lawyer, maybe, if you can't get into that, pharmacist. That was it. Right. That Ter- was, like, bottom of the barrel, pharmacist. Yeah, that was, like, oh, your safety, like... <laughs> I'm terrible at numbers. I'm terrible at math. I still do simple addition counting on my fingers. East Coast and West Coast, I, timing-wise, I will still count to three. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yep. So realize I will never be, be able to go to medical school. Terrible at science. I'm queasy around needles and blood. So that I was always on the career path to go into science or the sciences. And then I was like, well, not for me. Um, Did you I, start any of those subjects in college or you just were like, no, no, I, no, no. Went into school thinking econ because also I think it's so hard when you're seven. I went also went to college when I was 17. I'm a November baby Scorpio. Young for my grade. Right. Oh, because American ages. Right. Yeah. So you're OK. So I, I was like it. on the cusp of being staying back a year or starting early. And so right. I'm young for my grade. So okay. fun times getting all my mom and dad to sign my college papers <laughs> when I'm 17. Oh. And also being jailbait. <laughs> they have to sign stuff. Yeah, different forms and all that. Yeah, that was um, like a whole thing. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I was like on the younger side. I just turned 18. See, I was, yeah, I was the youngest. I was the last one to turn 21, do any of that. Mm. Um, well, wasn't it sucky when people have already been that age for so long and then they're oh. kind of over it and you're like, but I just got here. Yeah. Like we need, did you have people, a fake ID? My, I had a fake ID. I, I didn't. That's really? the one thing I didn't do. I can't imagine. I feel like you would for sure have a fake I know. Everyone says that. And I think I was very close to it, to be completely honest. I was close. But to be fair, our drinking age is 18 to start with. So it's it's not not that big a deal. I mean, we did start drinking much younger. Like if you you guys are 21, so you start drinking much younger. But we were 18, so we really start drinking much younger. But you guys can walk and then you start drinking. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. You guys can drive before us, but we can drink. So, I mean divvy it up but yeah I was close to it because I was so jealous because over that summer all my friends had turned 18 Mm -hmm. and this was summer high school has just finished college would start you know three four months later and they were all going out every night and I was like see See you later go to bed I'll be at the pregame and then I'll tear myself in right it was it was ridiculous so I was so tempted but I was like okay you've literally got like a month like just just hold it together you've done so well you can do this (laughs) you can do this without being illegal and it was around the time that they really were starting to crack on to fake IDs and things and there was no way I could go to a club anyway because my 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 mom would know and yeah. and my friends like we were all like carpooling there so their parents would know totally. and they were scanning our ids at the door it wasn't just like a look at your id anymore oh, yeah. they had like this high tech so you could totally figure it out See, so it my like, fake point. id was a real id of a friend who was already 21 i paid her to get a new id all of that i took her old one and i remember the first time we went out at the bars in westwood i went to ucla she was in our friend group and I said, this will never work because it cannot be two of us. The two of us. Yeah, same of name, you. same yeah, address. Yeah. She's like, it's fine. Go to the, I'll be in the front because she'll obviously get in. And I was in the back and miraculously it worked. Wow. At one bar. And there was also another bar that no longer exists in Westwood that 
it was the running joke that I would always try to get in. I would I memorized her information to a T. I could say date, type type A. <laughs> I have a weird semi photographic memory, so I could memorize everything. And they would always get me. I would know the horoscope sign, and the one thing I would never remember is how to sign her signature. Ooh, yes. But then when I actually turned 21, it was the joke. The bouncer said, oh, it's finally actually your ID that you're trying to use. <laughs> so it was all in good fun. I mean, all breaking the law with identity theft. Didn't but. we all just break the law? I mean, I remember because I was 18. I think I just turned 19 when I moved, when I traveled around America for the first time. And so it was weird that I finally legal everywhere in my life and now I'm illegal again. (laughs) And so coming around the country was really hard and, and I was hanging in hostels and there were people that were older. So I got around a lot and I remember there was this one place in Nashville and Nashville was surprisingly strict. Yeah. And they, it's like it, they, Bible Belt country. It kinda. was weird. Like I, I would, I don't know what I was doing. I was there for a week and I would just sit outside the front and listen to the music. I couldn't the even like grass. go like, yeah. yeah, I couldn't even like go into the pub just to like hear them sing. I was just sitting outside like cool. <laughs> and I remember I tried to get in. Um, oh, I think I can't remember if I, yeah, I think I used some form of ID I had that didn't have my birth date on it. And I played, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize, like I'm 21 and I was with all these older yeah. people anyway. And he was like, okay, tell me this. What's your star sign? And I was like, like obviously all you had to do was change the year you were born. Not yeah, your, like, not your, your, your birthday. Yeah. I was like a Capricorn on the cusp of an Aquarius. <laughs> and he was like, like my oh. sun rising. Yeah, I was like that. <laughs> he was like, okay, too much. Yeah, he was you're like, fine. if you know that, then you're in. I was like, well yeah I know that but it doesn't change my birthday yeah. whatever I'm in I don't care You're like, I'm not asking I'm questions. not yeah I'm not like telling you you're dumb because you, are, you but... do you think it's better if teens can drink at a younger age I think they're See, gonna do it anyway seen it on both sides I think they're gonna do it anyway See, this um, also plays into my nerdiness I didn't really drink in high school I didn't I honestly didn't drink that much yeah I, I didn't really because it's not yeah. as taboo and you're like I can drink when I'm 18 and it's yeah I think by the time I like started like I had like a few but I wasn't it wasn't that exciting yeah. for me and I remember one time it was probably one of the first times and I had like did you ever have cruises they're like, like about like boat cruises no uh, oh no they're like oh, you've got something out here I can't remember what the name <laughs> is it's the equivalent it's pretty much just sugar syrup and a little bit of vodka oh. it's it's like you're drinking like food dye yeah. and you think you're like drinking. And I just said like boat cruises. Boat cruises. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's like a drink. Yeah. And I was like really into them. And I wasn't even, I didn't even get that drunk or oh, anything um, like that. Like Smirnoff Ices. Yeah. It's yes. like, it's that, but it's like more sugary and more, more syrup, sugary, more okay. sugar than that. And the following day I had hockey in the morning and I got on the field, field hockey. Field hockey for sure. Okay. I'm a big field hockey player. I love that. And I got onto the field, and I just started getting really dizzy. And I was like, "I'm gonna go off." And I just was on the field, just throwing up nonstop. Ugh. And We've all my coach there. was like, "Did you drink last night?" I was like, "No." <laughs> and and I, it honestly couldn't have been the drink because I didn't drink that much. No. I didn't wake up with a hangover. But in rec- in the in the moment, I was like, "This is what happens when you drink. Yeah. Like every time, you just one sip, and like this one is it." I was like, done. "Oh my one god!" And done. But I mean, when I was in bed for the next week, it couldn't have been that drink. No. But you had. Full on food poisoning because something happened yeah. that, but you know it's it's crazy time. But do you think people should drink earlier? I think so. I think here, at least my experience, you, it's so taboo. So when I got to college, my parents were semi. You know, you're kind of it's like an in between. You're not yeah. fully responsible, and you're not an adult. It's but like, you're in college. Yeah, so. you're in college. So I was fully taking advantage of that college experience to the maximum extent. Um, so I feel like if it's responsible and when you're 18, I think you also have like a more controlled setting if you're like with your parents and you're drinking and all that. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) I agree with that. And our college experience is very different though. We don't do college. Like we don't go to university. It's called university to start with. And we don't live on campus. Okay. It's like high school. You just go home after (laughs) you finish. It's just kind of like voluntary class. Like if you want to pop in, pop in for class and then go home. You take your exam. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I don't have to go in on Monday when at school I did. Yeah. But I'm living at home. It's, it's like nothing different. So 
that whole raging college thing. I'm like, I'm sure some people did it, yeah. but I didn't really have that. And I hated it too. I loved school like you, but I hated university. Like I couldn't wait to get out of there. I just, Why? I don't know. I think it, I think I loved school for the social aspect. Yeah. I wasn't your second place or first place <laughs> student, but I wasn't your last place. I was very average. Like some subjects like PE and stuff, like I was top. But that's spot. <laughs> did the bare minimum to pass PE. Really? See, I like that was where I thrived. Those sort of things. But the others, average. Like, yeah. you know, maybe a little bit above average, maybe a tiny bit below. Like, it just was up, just different. But yeah. I was there for social. I loved my friends. Yeah. I didn't mind going to school. I liked the structure of it. Even though there was structure, and we talked about this before, I'm like rebellious. I had, I still did rebellious things in school. Like, I was getting detentions, like, because, but just stupid things, because I just, we have school uniforms, and I just didn't, oh, I, I got in trouble so much for inappropriate attire and clothing. Yeah, I, like, <laughs> I can't even imagine what it would be like to go to a school, I mean, it's just uni, but go to school where you have to dress different every day, like, mufti days were the worst. Muff, I hated mufti. Yeah, it was, like, once, like, twice a year, you could wear, like, whatever, whatever. you want to school, and donate money to charity. It was for some, it was always for that. some reason. Yeah. But I hated those days because it was like, do you dress up? Do you dress down? Because like some years it was cool to just be in tracksuits and other years it was like cool to show off your new That's skinny jeans. It was so much pressure. I think it was so much pressure. two days out of the year. Yeah, it it's was. like the Met Gala for you. Or the Met it Ball was literally the Met Gala. Yeah. <laughs> and and not so fancy. And yeah. no one was taking my picture and I hope they weren't because it was <laughs> always like the. Stylist no like stylist and the worst no. dressing ever. <laughs> it was the worst experience. But how did you. So what brought you to being in college and being like, yeah, PR is the way to go now? So I originally started, I thought I was going to be an econ major. Safe. Okay. I was like, you could probably make a decent money or salary there. Your parents will be happy still. Exactly. It's like pharmacist adjacent. There's yeah. like numbers involved. Yes. <laughs> Took my first calculus class and basically failed and <coughs> realized, okay, cannot do econ. There's way more smarter people who can do actually like ceilings and floors and graphs and projections and all that. And then so I started taking, I was undeclared and I recommend that for everyone to be undeclared because you can find out what you actually like versus being pigeonholed into one major. Again, when you're 17, how do you know what you want to do? This is my problem with like uni because we don't have that, option yeah like it's, you have it's to pick like, like this pick is it. what you're gonna do for the rest of That's your, your life, life. This is like right your there. path to go on exactly and it's just it's as much as at the time i thought i was like the smartest i could ever exactly. be in the world <laughs> i was not i'm still like pro- i'm probably dumber yeah now i <laughs> like probably regressed in the sense of because we had that pure innocent yeah. we can do anything attitude totally. but now it's like the self-awareness. The self-awareness yeah. is there. And now it's like, you cannot do anything. You suck. <laughs> oh, stop. You not are not good. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is not you at all. But oh, thanks. <laughs> I don't know. It's how I feel. So I was going through, I loved communication classes. And then I realized, okay, well, I'm going to be a comm major. Became that. And then it was my senior year where I was running out of credits to fulfill. And I was needing, needing to graduate. I took on as many minors and double minors as possible and then all of my friends we were I think it was fall semester fall quarter um, of my senior year and everyone was getting internships and I'm like shit this is probably what I need to do too because everyone's doing it and that's how they're getting jobs and referrals and all that so I went on I think it was like the local career center type of thing went online and just applied for internships um, got one with a boutique PR agency and just showed up and I'm like, I am Lauren Conrad. I am. <laughs> and I will I not go to Lauren. Paris. I will go to Paris. I will not choose the boy. Yes. Um, and you were so, like in the mirror, like I am Lauren Conrad. Yeah. With the headband and all that yeah. back in the early aughts, but got an internship and it was fun. It was, you got, got to do events and it was kind of, I graduated in 2012. So it was all of the heyday of like the nightlife and all of that. So pulling lists and doing things like that and I was always and I highly recommend everyone like be a yes person say yes to everything when you can when you're young um to prove yourself and fake it till you make it google and like research right go into every meeting like ask the boss and whomever like be tenacious and just say how can I help what can I do I saw this like I heard you're working on this client like what can I do to like research or help you out it will go and like it will be noticed and it will go the extra mile 
Um, and then upon graduation, I still thought, oh shit, what am I doing? My parents were like, you need to graduate and you need to get a job. That is why we put you through college. Um, and so they, I was lucky enough to be offered a job. And so I said, this is great. This is, this is it. This is the dream. And so that's how I kind of accidentally on purpose fell into PR. And how long or did you at all work for free? For free. I, my entire internships, all course credit. Um, right. So I know, I think you learn and it's invaluable. And I think it's times have definitely changed and rightfully so that interns should be paid. But also it was a time where we were right coming off of the recession. And so it was just lucky that you had an opportunity to yeah. be in the intern world type of thing. Right. And did you, cause you said, cause you're more San Francisco. Is that sort of Sacramento? Is that where that <laughs> <Yeah>. is? <laughs> like over there somewhere, right? Yes. Up there. Up right. North, yeah. So did you ever move back home after college or did you stay out in LA? I did. I didn't. I stayed completely. Um, I loved growing up up North, but it was just so small town for me. Yeah. I appreciate it now as I'm getting older of like the morals and raising a family and all that. But my entire life, it was just how will I get out of Sacramento or so you always wanted to move to the bigger town yes you always. that was fine you, you weren't that person because there's there's two types of people there's the one that is happy to move away and the mm-hmm. one that you grow up there you raise your family my there dad. you die there yeah. yeah that's my all of my family and I was never that person from the I think the day I could talk I said I'm going to move to LA wow and so like that that's was, so funny because that was me yeah and you like have that goal and you just know it's not right for you. And, and maybe one day we'll move back and yeah. like have a slow, slow town life. But that's not me right now. That's or But it's like nice that you can appreciate and that you like how you grew yeah. up. Like there was nothing wrong with the way you grew up. Yeah. So I've officially been living in Los Angeles now for 11 going on 12 years. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. So Let's cheers to that. Cheers. We're drinking some wine that's I, not supposed. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Right now. Do you want some? Perfect. I mean, I'm a lush when it comes to wine, so... I'm going to drink some wine. This wine apparently doesn't give you hangovers. Biodynamic. (laughs) We like organic wines. (laughs) Now, so this is how you got into PR. Yes, by happy accident. Happy accident. But do you think now that you look at your qualities and your skill sets and the things that you've always been good at, does communication and networking stand out? Like, is that something you were always good at regardless of where you lived and who you were around like you said before you were trying to upsell mm-hmm. car wash yes. stuff so <laughs> to it must have been cents to give you, yeah which you know in retrospect is 15 cents but it was 15 cents like that's yeah that's 15 cents that you didn't have before you upselled your little car wash I've always been creative and I have kind of like rode that as far as I can I've never I'm not one to be a, like a communicator I am so deeply introverted wow that's yeah. so not what I see you as oh no if at a party I will go to a party put on a brave face and like after an event I am completely drained and I know introverts I think as well as Scorpios get a bad rap um being shy and awkward and all that but introverts just need to like recharge their batteries if they're so social and are you introverted or extroverted I'm both the test is if so you go to an event and you feel like your batteries are charged and you're more you know have more energy and all that it depends okay it de- there is like a hybrid there's yeah it depends I'm happy I'm very can I can be very extroverted mm-hmm. and I'm happy to talk to anyone but I'm introverted in the sense if you chuck me at an event by myself and everyone's in groups and they're not looking to add another person yeah. then oh, that is my worst then nightmare. I'm like so it'd be like hi I'm Taylor x y and z like and i I probably won't yeah i won't even introduce myself i'll kind of just like it happened last week i went i'm trying to do it more i'm trying to go to events more by myself and then i regret it every time and then i start texting everyone i'm like are you free who's around like come to this stupid event yes literally (laughs) and it happened and i got there it was all fine didn't know anyone the pr person mind you kept t- begging me to come to this and she never showed up she never even replied to my text message right away but that's just another oh thing gosh. i was like because i was like are you here like that is taboo in pr yeah she was no, she's no. the one who told me so like thank you thank you please come please come anyway so i got there and i try if i'm alone to make friends or smile at the bar yeah we're getting a drink or just like f- fall into a conversation that way and then be like oh hi i'm anita if that doesn't work then I just pace up and down and I'll just walk around the perimeter until I realize, okay, there's really no place for you. And then I'll leave. 
and that happened. So oh, no. so oh. if so if there's a place where I can fit in and it doesn't matter if it's a one-on-one conversation, meet someone, that's great, or it's a group setting, I'm happy to like fit right in and yeah. talk. But if no one wants me, then I'm like, I, I'm not going to push Everyone myself wants in. You. Oh, but they don't know that. Thank you. They do. I was hanging around and these hot don't. guys, actually. I was like, oh, they're probably taken, but I'll just hang around them because I love it. At least they're hot guys, yeah. <laughs> but they weren't interested. They were just talking to each other, like deep conversation. So I was like, I'm going home. Like, I just. <laughs> Calling I, it a night. Yeah, I was at home like 8 30. I was like, okay. See, that's my dream to be home by 8 30. Yeah, I, lo- I love a good early night, yeah. but it was my Saturday night. Oh. So I was like, you're let's ready go to go out. out. I yes. was like, let's do it. Like, you know. Yeah. But, you know. but yeah, from a pure perspective and I've had to really work on being extroverted and I'm also shy. So I'm like double whammy. So I really have to put myself out there and just be shameless. And I think as I have gotten older, I've had more self-confidence of like, I'm owning who I am and what I say. And yeah. I know I'm articulate. I'm also like just always in my head about those things. Um, I think... Yeah, so just working on that, I always am great at writing things out. I love writing. I love creative writing. I love reading. I try and read every night before bed. Like, that's one thing I try to do. Um, So, but I'm always better on paper versus speaking. And I've only, I think, in the past couple years, come into my shell of, like, owning that and being able to articulate and speak with people, not only one-on-one, but in a group setting. So if something needs to be said, let's say you're having a fight with someone. Yes. Am I confrontational? Yeah, how do you deal with it? Do you need to go away and really think about what you need to say or do you just say it or like how does it... I'm never one to just spontaneously say what I think. I will... And it's a Scorpio quality. I will stew and I will think and... But I know and I'm trying to be more aware and cognizant of not just stewing for too long and fuming and then like letting resentment pile up. That's literally what I'm trying to work on. Yeah. Because I'm a bottle my whole life, puddle my feelings up. But that's and then so I, and then and then explode over the smallest thing that, yeah. and everything comes out. It's, and it's like, like you, the fact of you just breathing and existing is bothering me. Yeah, yeah. you it's, can't let it get to that. And point. I was having a conversation with my mom the other day because she asked me, "Do you still journal?" Because I went through a phase where I'd write every single night, mm-hmm. and and you know honestly, it was usually a recap of my favorite show, and no, <laughs> but, but it that. was like it's what like is just what it was just like writing it out, and when I was sad or angry. I would write and I have a big issue with feelings. I'm not a feely person. I don't have emotion, which sounds ridiculous. Like, you know, for example, when I move people like, are you excited? Are you scared? Are you nervous? And I felt nothing. Are you a crier? No, no. I'm like, I'm not like, to be completely honest, the last one year I've started crying and I'm like, I cry now. Yeah, It's weird. It's a breakthrough. But, but I don't cry in the moment. I still cry alone Same. in my bed. I, I used to, to cry. I used to cry in the shower. That yeah. was my time to cry because no uh, one could hear me or see me. A shower cry is so therapeutic. And, and make it ugly yeah. because no one can see like you. Just a Kim like, K cry get, in the shower. Exactly yeah. what I'm envisioning. That's exactly what I do. You have a song on, maybe like a so- sad playlist. Just just yeah. let it. I've got the playlist. They're, they're literally. Spotify? They're, I, <laughs> yeah. I have my own, girl. Yeah. I make them my own. I love it. And... I, but I have realized my mom, yeah, because she was, she was like, do you journal? I was like, I don't journal every day, but every now and then I do. And I've actually learned through it only recently that that's how I work out how I feel. Mm-hmm. Like I'll write something and like I won't know what I'm writing. It just, just goes, goes, goes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you're angry. Yeah. That's anger. And it, it takes me like a minute to like, you know, really work out how I feel and I'm working on it. Confrontation is my worst nightmare. I'm also a, a people pleaser, and I know that yes, I'm a I'm a bad people I pleaser don't like as well. To rock the boat. I don't. I have a. I'll in, do anything to keep it innate sane. guilt if someone is mad at me or upset, and I just carry that weight yeah. with me. And I just I've also realized you can't do that, and it's not realistic. Yeah, and it's not always your fault. Confrontation is. I'm like trying to work on it in the sense because there it's so bad with me that simple things of asking someone for help is mm-hmm. like my worst nightmare yeah. or asking someone something it's just a question but I'm like oh well, it's confrontation they're like no that's just a yeah. question that's not confrontation I remember when I was at home this now um 
my two of my friends we, it was, we had a really long late night and it was you know we're getting kicked out of the club it was like Love i it. haven't clubbed in so long turn the lights on I, like it was literally <laughs> like stopped. you lock out and one of my friends is stupid story but she left her jacket in there and they wouldn't let her go back in and get it because lockout laws means lockout laws yeah. you cannot step foot and so she was pretty calm about it. she's like oh please like and they were like no and she was like can you she asked a bouncer to go get it and this other one who's more into confrontation was like she said what like you know we're all drunk as well and she decided to go try and sneak past the security to go up and she was and then they caught her and she was having a screaming war with them and I was drunk and found myself going it's okay it's okay peace peace we're getting in the uber we're gonna get her a new jacket who wants to chip in $5? Let's get a new job. Like it was the dumbest yeah. thing ever. She, the, the, can you it, be confrontational with your family? No. Friends? See, no. I can be confrontational with strangers. I have gotten into screaming matches with like airlines and Expedia and all that. And strangers I have no problem with, but like my friends and family, I could never have a, a you know, yeah. come to Jesus There's been moment. times where I've cried on the phone because I'm like so... And, you know, they're online. They're yeah. like, we can't help you. I'm like, but, but, you know, oh, and I, I, I start crying mad. and I'm I like, I'm, and then I start like apologizing for crying, even though they're the ones making me cry. And I but I just can't yell at them. I get yeah. frustrated. But, you know, it's just things we'll work on. It, it's, it's literally what I'm working on. But yeah, like, have you ever had to have it in a job environment? I know you've had a f- you've changed jobs a few times. Like that's that's not a diss. That's like no, no, of course. Because I want to talk about the transitions and how you yeah. decided. When was the moment you decided? Okay, it's time to move on. Yeah. Between jobs, I think for me, I've always wanting, and it's you have to be selfish in work. And I know that sounds terrible, but you have to think what are your best interests. Like, how will you benefit? How will you? help a company and like what do you bring to an agency or a company or to the clients and what will you get in return I think there's this mindset where it's like I have to prove myself and I need to give what can I give and bring to the table but also like vice versa like what are you getting out of an agency or company um, and so I always think of it and like am I learning I always want my professional brand and myself to grow as a publicist if I feel like I'm it's stale I'm not being creative I don't feel motivation or inspired or just in that rut. And I think everyone innately, you know that feeling. Yes. Um, and sometimes it just takes someone, like a third person or a friend or someone to point it out to you. But just you know, like that gut feeling of like, I'm not being fulfilled at work. Um, and so I'm always looking ahead. And I know it's so scary to look for other jobs or how to even approach that or what do you do? What yeah. are the protocols? Um, and also like you don't want to rock the boat. Um, also, PR is such a small world. You Honestly, see the same people yeah. up as you see down it, it, and all that. It's the whole thing. I mean, I've been here a year. I feel like I know every PR agent in <laughs> LA, and Many and ev- and they and all follow-ups. and they know and they know you. Yeah, like it's a small, it's a very niche world. Yeah, and that brings me to one of my questions: Is do you think PR is clicky, and is it better to have a girl gang versus not? Clicky in what sense? just the it's for, from an outsider yeah i'm not trying to diss it it just seems very clicky like publicists are yes groups you have your groups and then there's you know the it group yeah and yeah the person you bitch about group totally. like you know like is that a real thing because that's so. just whenever i meet with pr people they're like oh do you know this person i'm like yeah and they're like, have oh. we had that conversation i don't think so no not you i'm not talking about you i'm talking about <laughs> someone else I I think by nature because most of the industry is female dominated and that's just part of it. Yeah. I think also though it comes from maybe a place of place of insecurity. I think everyone you can we're all in the same boat. We all know the challenges with PR. I think um it doesn't need to be clicky. Everyone every brand like if you're getting coverage and press and activations for your brands like everyone wins because you're getting coverage and you know in the trend and industries type of thing yeah Um, I think that's important and but when when you change companies have you ever had the opportunity or do you take your clients with you how does that work um it depends and it varies from company to company I think if you have a really great rapport with your clients like I some of my clients I'm on like a texting basis with I think 
you definitely they deserve to know I think it always is best if it comes from you um I think it's also just it is a slippery slope though because there are non-competes and things like that um but I think an agency I think from on the flip side I think they should also support publicist growth yeah again no it's a rarity if someone stays for their entire lifetime at one agency I I think so and I think and this is how I approach professional and personal relationships like you get what you need from a relationship if that's professional like with a personal or romantic or friendship or anything and you're being fulfilled in that sense and then it's maybe time for the next chapter of your life it's a stepping stone um and I think an agency should respect that if you have a really great rapport and or if you brought in a client I think that's totally fine if you were to explore bringing them with you type of thing right do you think you'll ever start your own PR company (laughs) oh coming in with the hot questions yeah I'm a journalist. Um, I've never, I never, my also rule of thumb is never say no. Yes. I would never in my day and age ever think I would be in a podcast because this is also like, I don't <laughs> like talking about myself. It's, I'm always behind the scenes type of thing. I will never say no. Um, so we'll see. Cause I see you doing it. <laughs> I can totally see it. And like the way you talk about it and the way that I feel like you have a lot of ideas and I feel like you because you've gone through it from intern to where you are now, yeah. which is like, by the way, the top of the charts. If there <laughs> no, was no, like no. a billboard chart, she'd be like <laughs> number one every week. And I I just feel like you would be really a good person for people coming up in yeah. the field to look up to. For me and also I think I there's always room to grow I will never be like I know everything in PR no one ever does if you say that then you are stagnant and you've plateaued yes so I also but I do love the agency aspect of being surrounded by creative people like learning seeing a different perspective from others um and learning from more experienced people than me I love just like having like tapping into their brain and absorbing everything as a sponge but also I love learning from the junior staff and people who are you know, fresh, you know, fresh and ready to like, because they've got these clear eyes because they're excited. Exactly. They're passionate. Yes. Which is exciting. So, but I do like the mentorship aspect. I think that's something where I'm in my career now where I like to teach, Uh um, where I will not only want people to know the fundamentals of different things we're doing, but the why. And I love to see like how, and it's funny to see in retrospect, like I was this person at some point and I think I've learned a lot through trial and error through PR and so I'm like this is why you do something this way and like I love it's like a huge win if someone gets a great press hit or a story and they're so excited and that's happened recently and I am their biggest cheerleader and champion oh see that's so nice (laughs) now this is a major thing I want to talk to you about yes don't be scared okay because there's a sip of wine take a sip a big sip you ready (laughs) self-promotion and PR now, I feel especially this digital age, you've got your influencers, you've mm-hmm. got just people that want to use social media for just their family. It's just a, you know, a photo album or whatever it is. Personally, I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. I don't think you're using your social media as self-promotion. No, I post things about my boyfriend and my dog. Like it is 95% yes. my dog. And Whereas like other boyfriend. people are like every event they go to, everything is yes. documented, you know. Where does that sit in PR? Do they talk to you about that or that's just your personal choice? I think it's a personal choice. And quite frankly, I'm terrible at Instagram. (laughs) I do not know lighting. I don't know angles, anything like that. So I'm just not that person. Um, But also I think it it does make you competitive. I think with the day and age of Instagram and social media, anyone can really build your personal brand. It's not something back in the day where you had a resume and that's how you got a job. Or networking is like on steroids these days because a simple network thing that was something you had to do in person five years ago, you can easily DM someone or post on Instagram, see the tags, do all that. I do think it is important. And if you do it, I guess, in an elevated, not as self-serving way, self-promotion, I think, has a negative connotation. But I do think it is. it does have some um, qualities that are right. positive. Do you believe that, because I don't, um, but do you think there are people out there that, because PR is, there are a lot of events and it is 
on the outside, like you saw your Lauren Conrad's and all that, it's yeah. a glamorous life yes. from the outside. So do you think it means that you don't live and breathe your, breathe your job if you're not sharing that stuff? I don't think so. I think also if you're doing self-promotion, I think it also has to be authentic. It is great if you showcase just like all of the events you're going to and all that. But I think also it's it speaks volumes if you're posting that you're working on a crazy event or deadline and it's you're packing packing boxes in the back at 3 a.m. because that is part of part and parcel of PR. I think it's a fine balance of the authenticity of what you're doing versus creating this Instagram persona. Yeah. And are you the ones planning these events? You putting them together, like you're an event planner as well. Is that how it works? We are. So if anyone is out there getting married, you can hit me up and I can be a pseudo wedding planner. I think that's like (laughs) insane because you're literally doing every aspect of promoting a product, a person, something. I love journalists. Yeah. A lot of them don't. (laughs) Really? Yeah. But but you're you're the reason like... You need us. You need us. Right? Yeah. So do you think it's like... We need you. Thank you. And I mean, we could do without you, but we like you too. <laughs> the vultures of, hi, hope you're great following up here. Oh my God. <laughs> and, but you know, that is a great quality because I don't have that. I, I Like another part of the confrontation is following up. I can't follow it up. Really? Which is stupid. It's just an email. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, you're it's bothering. Saturday night yeah. at this time. Like, I can't follow up. But yeah. you guys are just on. Like, I'll be... Because I work weird hours and I'll send you an email and you're, you're like, replying. I'm like, it's your weekend. What are you doing? <laughs> what is a weekend? What is a weekend yeah. with you guys? Was that something you were surprised about when you went into the industry? That you don't sleep? <laughs> and I you work full time? When you're young, I think if you're already... If you start out young and fresh in PR, I think you're young enough with work. You're like, great, I can work yeah. crazy hours and all that. I think it is something to put up boundaries. That yeah, because otherwise you're setting a precedent. Yeah, you that makes you on call at all hours of the day. But also I think on the flip side, you also need to know in PR, it's not a nine to five job. And it takes, again, a special breed of human to be in this. There are people who want and are fulfilled with a nine to five job and then vice versa. And now you work for big clients like Amazon. Was that... A dream or is that just that was just oh a new job and oh they have Amazon like how did that it one was come definitely about? daunting and intimidating because Amazon is the biggest company in the world it's like hands down you cannot you know question that no <laughs> um, but I've learned so much especially from the corporate side I've always been in boutique agency life which I love I hate lines of red tape I like to get scrappy I hate planning I'm like let's just do it let's ask my mantra is always like ask for forgiveness not permission right um especially in PR you just have to like go through instinct and run with it um so I've learned a lot from Amazon I really appreciate it and we get to do some really creative things which I love to do like making something that's so corporate and making it relatable and more in a lifestyle lens yeah that's really cool and how many people work with them like do they have like a massive PR team or is um, it just you no 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 no. oh my gosh <laughs> I was like are you running Amazon <laughs> we have an amazing team um based both in LA and in New York and so we it's we're becoming a well-oiled machine and we work across many divisions and work on different um teams with Amazon so it's never a dull moment we did the lol surprise event which lol is a team yeah. is a children's toy we covered it yes thank you so much you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) um to uh all the way up to doing you know amazon prime day so it's never a dull moment and you really become and really get to refine your skill set with amazon do you get a discount no but i love the brand so much i will pay a full price (laughs) and that is my publicist oh yeah it was like that was so pr i loved it and how do you like because along with, you know, Amazon, you're not just doing Amazon. You're doing a lot of different companies as well. A lot of um, CBD. Yep. Love that stuff. <laughs> um, how, how Do you find the companies are easier to work with or when you have to work with celebrities? I like working on the company side. Um, I think I've never worked solely in talent PR at all. I mm-hmm. feel like I have so much respect for those publicists because – with a product, it's so much easier to give constructive feedback. When it's a person, how do you draw that boundary of making it constructive, 
let's say for example you don't want to cover and for so whatever reason how do you tell a person that versus a brand and giving okay these are the solutions of how to improve right so much easier with a brand or product versus how are we going to improve you yeah. <laughs> as a person and concept your hair isn't great yes <laughs> what you said on air was terrible so yes we, so, they will not cover you again like those wow. types of things I can't imagine having this conversation yeah it must be tough but you still manage to get these people to your events mm-hmm do you go through because you've made connections with their publicists or obviously some of a lot of them get paid to be there. So that's always money is a great incentive. And how, how does that all work? So do you have like a set amount that we can pay you this much or do they give you a rate of appearance? Yeah. And I think that's something where I've learned so much in the agency life and where I, I don't know if I'm at that point where I could make these shots and calls as on my own. Um, it is like a fine balance and it is a partially relationships and connections, but also it is negotiations. And I think it's almost surreal that so talent or celebrities are treated almost like objects where it's yeah. like, what we'll, is the we'll exchange? For you. Exactly. Yeah. Like eBay. Like, yeah. They're literally a, like an a commodity. Item. Yeah. yeah a commodity is a perfect way to put it. So it's interesting to find that balance. It also, I think it's, I like the challenge of what celebrity fits what brands because it's not just like who's running in the papers or who's like, you know, hot these days type of thing. It's yeah. like, why does it make sense? And like the strategy of using, utilizing and leveraging talent of this makes sense because X, Y, and Z and their clout is in this consumer audience demographic, et right. cetera. Would you be able to um, tell me the <laughs> easiest celeb to work with and the hardest celeb to work with the team or them or Ooh, good questions so um we, most recently we've worked a- heavily with Whitney Port she is amazing to work with she is a dream she goes above and beyond really what is necessary yes she and she understands the value she brings to a brand and so she and she also wants it to like be authentic to her audience so it's not something of like send me what to post and I'll copy and paste and who knows I can't send them yeah you and because you can see it you see right through it it's maybe a few years ago no but these days it's just so clear as day because you leave shit in there and it's like copy that like it's and they make mistakes so and so to copy and paste yeah and so and consumers are so savvy and I think it's when talent has integrity and they take the time and want to really understand and know their brand like that means so much to us on the end of like being a brand publicist right and then to answer your other question yes the most difficult (laughs) celebrity experience encounter you've had I will not name names but it's always the ones that you think are rainbow and sunshine where you're it's not which is a little, I know that is such a No, I, 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 I get it. Just don't tell me it was Taylor yes. Swift. No, no, I will not need It was not. No, no, no. Thank goodness. Because she has her own PR person. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> you are in a long distance relationship. I am. I want to get into this only because <laughs> we've talked about the insane like way of life that a PR person operates. Yes. Whereas your boyfriend is a dentist. Yes which is your parents' dream. Yes. <laughs> but they he would be more... infatuated. Of, they ask so many questions about his daily routine. I'm like... Yeah. See, mom. I'm infatuated yeah. by it too. <laughs> my my grandpa actually wanted my mom to be a dentist. Yeah. She, he was like, no, not, not a doctor because you're on call. Dentist, yeah. you can just like walk in, walk out, the day's over. Yeah. And she didn't. She's not a dentist. Um, but... <laughs> He even asked me to be a dentist. I was like, really? Me? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do that. But how does that balance work? Because not only are you long distance, but your hours are so different. Different. Yes. Um, I am very fortunate to have a boyfriend who respects and understands me as a human and how I am in work mode. I always also just need like an hour to decompress of being an introvert from work. So it's always just like, I need my time just like to not talk and yeah. it sounds bizarre but like I've been talking all day or I've been emailing like yeah. my brain like I just need me yeah exactly I've been dealing with people so and it's I, it's so endearing because he is so not 
entertainment or talent or celebrity or PR in any sense. Um, I was telling you earlier the fond story of Coachella the first when we were first yeah. dating. He did not know who Kendall and Kylie were. <laughs> and when I clarified it was Kim Kardashian's half siblings. Yeah, half sisters. He also did not know who Kim Kardashian was. So it was, it's like a it's different world. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's refreshing. Yeah. That'd be nice. And it's also grounding because it like brings everything back to perspective. Right. He will be on call and he'll see trauma patients who've like motorcycle accidents. He's like, I just reconstructed someone's face. And then like, and they were about to die. Yeah. And my biggest worry is that FedEx get there in time. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so I think it does. I think once you find that person who will understand and love you for your work ethic and he is like my biggest champion and like supporter he will brag to everyone about like this cool event we did type of thing um so yeah that's so sweet really lucked out and we did meet on tinder so they're uh, tinder testimonial how long has it been now three four Four years years. four years wow (laughs) that's pretty good and he because he comes back soon a year more Till he can come back. So he is one more year. He's in one Oregon. Um, so, but it's also, I think I have less anxiety now. We live together and we, it's like a regression. Now he were long distance, but yeah. we lived together for a year. I would have this internal anxiety of I'm not home. I feel guilty finding that work-life balance. Like work will always come first. Like I will always answer an email, a client call at all hours. Yeah. I mean, also, I mean, we just talked about boundaries, but that's just who Within I am. Within reason. Yeah. yeah. Um, then I think it's nice because I have the best of both worlds where when we hang out and he comes very often to LA and vice versa, that we really take, that's like our time to hang out. Like I yeah. will disconnect. I will put my phone away and we will like hang out and like have that ta- quality it's that time. quality time yeah. over that quantity time. Yeah. And the fact that we are both our own people, I think that, brings more to the relationship versus me relying on him or being or us being codependent and that's honestly where relationships go wrong and the relationship will go wrong but you'll take that trait with you into the next one and do you find it's also hard to date in LA yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's another podcast that's another podcast um (laughs) this is like so bad I saw a meme yesterday and it was um I don't know I think it was an actual fact I don't know but what I can't remember but it was um pretty much saying that it's a known fact if you have sex I think it was two times a week you've got less chance of getting a cold and I was there like sneezing when I was reading it <laughs> and I was like this is, is why I have a cold <laughs> like because what is I- that because I'm going to look have... into the stat, Scorpio and me. It was sponsored Pelican. by Trojan. Yeah, so. I think it was. <laughs> no, I don't know. The but publicist in me is like, what brand is I think this? my issues with dating isn't just dating in LA because d- dating in LA is just a nightmare. My issues are just dating. Like I it's just a full-time have, job. It's That's no the one thing. I'm busy. It. Like yeah. you said it before, I was busy. And like as much as I'm like, oh no, I'm not busy. I'm pretty busy. Yeah. And then I'm tired. So it's a lot. And then just a lot it is a lot and I, I I just need to focus more time on it to be fair I don't focus that much time on swiping because like I get bored and there, you can do so many other things I could. it's a lot of work yeah how did you how long were you swiping for before you found uh, the one the one yeah <laughs> he's the are one we're we calling Patrick that yeah we're cool we're calling him the one so I am a serial dater and was just coming out of a relationship and tinder did not exist mm. so i was like i'm gonna have some fun there was a bottle of wine involved nice. um it was probably i was on two or three dates and then i lucked out and found Patrick. lucked out yeah okay we better wrap it up because we're gonna <laughs> keep drinking wine and talk about boys yeah. because they've got issues obviously did i tell you about a horrible date i went on recently no actually it was a pretty good date good and then bad or bad and then good um, in retrospect. And you haven't been sick since, right? Because of the cold. Yeah, I got <laughs> sick afterwards. No? <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your life goal in the next year? My life goal? No, I think life was the wrong word. What's your like goal? I think to be more spontaneous. I love it. Because I'm never, I have a plan for everything. I will make an itinerary. See, that's interesting to me. And it's so grounding. Because like you said, you've been in LA about 11, 12 years yeah. now, whatever. You've probably been working out here. You were that probably that intern probably seven, eight years ago, something like that. Yeah. You said before that 
have that yes attitude go above and beyond just be spontaneous just do it and it's so funny that over time when we get comfortable we lose that yeah so i think it's yeah that's exactly it so i think it's so nice that you want to bring it back to yolo yeah we're bringing that back (laughs) we're bringing yolo back i like it and then the great words of drake yeah yolo yolo (laughs) (laughs) okay we're gonna wrap it up okay Thank you for having me. This That's is amazing. A, oh, no, no. Hold on. Two there's seconds. another question? There's five. Like okay. fast, rapid, rapid fire five. sort of rounds, except you this can elaborate. Gets, this is when it gets inappropriate. But you can you can totally elaborate. Okay. I'm not like timing you. What's your Starbucks order? Starbucks order is a venti cappuccino with an extra shot. Describe the describe color of blue to someone who's blind. Oh, that's a good question. It is a cooling, soothing color. The way you... A calming, tranquil spa sound would song would sound or, huh. or look like. I like that. I like that a lot. Synesthesia. Yeah. <laughs> giving or receiving presents. Giving. Nice. Me it's too. never. It's the ultimate gift for me is seeing the recipient open something and smile yeah. when they do it. Yeah. What is in your bag that you can't live without, or you can't leave home without? Chapstick. Yeah, I feel you. And someone's getting into PR or looking to get into PR. What is the advice you're giving them? There is never a dumb question. And also know if you feel not confident with something you want to say, know you're probably smarter than 85% of people in the room. That's so nice. I I think everyone like you're your worst enemy and you're like in your head and you overanalyze. But if you just know that and say what is on your mind, it's and fake it till you make it. If you're confident that will speak volumes and who knows what you're saying. But if yeah. you say it with confidence and purpose, people will believe you. Act confident and no one will question you. Exactly. Is why I live by. And to end it on a lighter note, uh-huh. always go to Paris and not be the girl who didn't. I love Bringing it. it full circle. I love it. Thank you, Taylor. <laughs> Thank you for so having cute. me. Thank you so much for tuning in, you guys. I hope you enjoyed the chat as much as we loved chatting about it. Excuse my overly loud voice considering i had a sore throat and a cold i don't know how that happened but it did because i can talk really loud and i'm I'm just that person but make sure you go online and we can continue the conversation at millennials talk podcast on instagram or you can follow me if you want at anita katie a-n-n-i-t-a-k-a-t-double-e and also you should definitely follow taylor at taylor Osumi. so t-a-y-o-s-u-m-i is her handle on instagram so make sure you do that info will be in the show notes below but i hope you have a glorious day and we'll see you next week